I think it started with just having that better attitude. Like I had to look at myself and be like, hey, you're being a bitch. You're being a Debbie Downer. You're being just the worst to be around. <laughs> you gotta get it together. You have to pretend. Welcome back to Not For Everyone. We're an existential commentary podcast hosted by one hater and one lover. And today it's just the lover because the hater is out on vacation. Meanwhile, I'm Jess. I'm here. I'm sitting in my corner of my bedroom with my Himalayan salt nightlight on. Do these things actually work? Like I'm considering buying one that is not just the nightlight, but like that's kind of seat what's how do you describe it like seated like it it's bigger and it has a base and I can put it on a table anyway um (laughs) I don't know if they do anything they're supposedly good for like purifying the air I mean the reason I'm considering buying a new one has nothing to do with air quality and everything to do with mood lighting tell me someone tell me what like the principles behind it are and whether it's science or not fact or fiction okay yeah, so I'm just here in my room vibing, um, missing my girl, but I hope she's having such a nice time. And I'm pretty excited to be here solo talking to you. I feel like this is so nostalgic for me because my first podcast that some of you have checked out, which means so much to me, um, it's called Peaking, I did alone. I hosted it alone. Some of my episodes I had guests for, but other episodes were just me, and I called them Just Thoughts, T-H-O-T, that hoe over there. And I just had the idea, or rather, really my boyfriend had the idea, that while Caroline was away this week, I could bring back Just Thoughts. And then in the future, if I go on vacation, or if there's just a week where like, one of us doesn't feel like recording, something stressful happened, we just don't have the energy, now we'll have the option and like the flexibility in our toolkit of all the episodes that exist under Not For Everyone, where one of us can just do it alone. So there will be more solo episodes, Caroline will do some, I'll continue to do some, they're not going to be all the time, but just like when we need to throw one in because the other person needs a break, That's what we're trying to build into our ecosystem here to make it more sustainable to keep doing this because we love doing this. So I'm very excited to be kind of doing the inaugural solo episode, very reminiscent of my days on peaking. I didn't know what to talk about, though. Um, There were so many topics that when I considered them, I was like, yeah, I could talk about that, but I would much rather talk about it with Caroline. And I feel like That's a lot of the reason that I tired of doing peaking and tired of doing the podcast alone because there's a lot of topics that I want to cover, but me just monologuing on them is maybe something. There's something there. I'm not going to sell myself short and I'm not going to diminish the fact that I do think I have a solid perspective on things, you know, something to say that might help somebody else even if it's just one person but for me actually to get more out of it and for me to learn not just for me to like spew learnings um I feel like I need another person here and that's a lot of what I was craving when I was doing peaking 
I've talked about this so many times, but I just feel so passionately and strongly about it. Like every single week that we continue to record Not For Everyone, I really try to pause and remind myself like, whoa, this is what I wanted. This is what I was yearning for when I was doing peaking. Like all I wanted was a person to have as a sounding board, have as a mirror, have as a opposing end of the spectrum, have as a comrade in things that are shared. Like it really just is a world of difference to have someone else there. So um, this is a little bit weird. It's a little bit out of my comfort zone as much as it was once in my comfort zone to do an episode like this. So I'm going to kick it off the only way I know how ever since working with Caroline. And that is with a petty complaint. Yes, there was a listener request for the solo episode from me to be a hater episode, a hater episode from the lover. That was something that someone commented on our Instagram. I thought it was great. I also was like, how do I do that? (laughs) I called in Caroline. I called in the expert. I was like, how do I do an episode that's like hatery? I don't, it doesn't come naturally. And she spewed some wisdom as she does. And she reminded me of something that I have observed in my observation of performers and entertainers and comedians that really the best content comes from people who notice the details around them, nitpick even the details, people who are annoyed by little things and turn that into, in the words she shared with me, turn it into joy turn those little annoyances in our day-to-day life into comedy and that's something she's so gifted at and something that I really like aspire to in a way I think because I'm such a somebody described me as a happy camper in on our Instagram because I'm such a happy camper and I'm just kind of like happy to be here um while I don't want to change myself and I know that that's a welcome piece of the dynamic but I also sometimes feel like I don't have as much to add in terms of like these hot takes and it's because I'm not noticing the things that annoy me around the world or maybe I notice them but I just let them roll off my back and I I, let me remind you I'm not saying this as like some high and mighty quality of mine where I'm like yeah I just let things roll off my back like haha you should learn from it no I'm saying I actually envy the people to some degree who really hone in on those things because those are the funniest people and those are the people who like solve big problems in the world or maybe both. Maybe both of those types of people need to come together to solve big problems. Am I saying that we're solving big problems with this podcast? No, absolutely not. We're solving no problems other than entertaining ourselves and entertaining others. But um, where was I? Petty complaint. I'm going to try it. Something that pissed me off today, I was driving And someone drove past, you know, in the opposite lane, like the oncoming cars, and they had their hazards on, but they were driving. And this obviously can happen to anyone. You know, maybe you were just pulled over to the side of the road and you put on your hazards and now you're back in the road driving like normal and you forgot to turn your hazards off. That's fine. It happens. I get it. But it really irrationally pisses me off when I see it, even though I've done it too. Like, obviously, it's an easy thing to happen. I realized that the reason it pisses me off is because I'm like, 
sometimes people are driving with their hazards on because like their engine's on fire or because their car is smoking because they have a flat tire like something happened and they're trying to alert the people around them that something's going on with their car and that's why their hazards are are on I would like to know if that's the case I would like to know so I can help you I'm a lover at the end of the day my petty complaint as a lover is still based in love and helping people I am annoyed that people drive by with their hazards blinking and I don't know if that's an accident and that they forgot to turn their hazards off or if they're trying to cry for help. Do you need help? I mean, I guess I would know if their car was smoking or something, but do you guys feel me? Does this piss anyone else off? I do. The one place that I really do feel hate (laughs) is driving. Um... I don't have road rage. Let's calm down, everyone. I don't have road rage, but I do just get irrationally annoyed when I'm on the road. I think just I drive so much. (laughs) That's a lie. I drive a mile away to my gym and then stop at the Froyo place and then come home. So no, I don't drive that much, but like I drive a fair amount for somebody that lives in a city. Um... I used to not have a car in Chicago, and once I got my car, it became my obsession, and now I drive places that I could walk, and like, it's a problem. We all know that I'm trying to get back to going on walks. I drive everywhere, and I just get like frustrated with it by the end of the day, or frustrated with it by the end of a series of days where I was driving a fair amount, and the little things piss me off. So, moving on. (laughs) I guess... Another topic I could share that's kind of a segue here is a little bit more about my move to Chicago and how I love Chicago and the things I do here. I feel like a lot of the input I was getting on Instagram about what you all want to hear in a solo episode from me had to do with that. It was like, how did you handle moving to a new city and starting a new life and making friends? And... um. I was just talking about getting a car when I came here. So that's my segue. I'm going to roll with it. We have gotten a lot of DMs about this type of situation. People who are in their 20s or 30s moving to a new city, whether that's for work or because of a relationship. Maybe what happens then is you moved because of the relationship, but then the relationship ended. I feel like that's such a common story such a hard thing to grapple with Um, and that doesn't mean it happens every time but it is such a common story people move with their partner or move for their partner and then like it just doesn't work out weirdly quickly after the move anyway and you're kind of left to your own devices to figure out who am I in this new city what are the things I do who are my friends Um, maybe your friends were all friends that you shared with a partner and now you don't have that anymore and you feel like you need to have your own social network. We get messages like this all the time. Actually, when I opened myself up to receiving messages about breakups in our breakup episode, I said, you know, if you miss texting your ex, that stupid meme, DM it to me on Instagram instead. And people have taken me up on that. It is my favorite thing. Um, And some people have really shared more in depth about what's been going on with them and like the context on that relationship or that breakup. And 
a common thread there was all about this. It was like I moved and then my partner and I broke up and now I'm in this city where I only really came here for them and I don't have my own life and how do I form that? And then some other people just saying, you know, I'm in my early 20s and I just graduated college and I moved to a new city. I don't know that there's like an easy solution, but I can talk about what I did when I moved to Chicago. I moved here in December 2018. I was in a relationship for like four years. We we lived in D.C. the whole time in our relationship. Then I moved to Chicago, expected him to follow me in the months that followed. But instead, he broke up with me. I was now in this new city where I had moved for a job. And I had like two friends here. And luckily, both of them were pretty close friends from college. One, my best friend to this day. So um, I was really lucky that I had that. But otherwise, I was coming into like totally new territory, a place where I thought I'd be with a partner and then I ended up being alone. Um, I moved in the dead of winter and it was the year that the polar vortex happened. New job, away from my family, just all everything new you could possibly imagine. And I've described this before on the podcast, both on Peking and Not For Everyone. When I first got here, I was miserable. And I'm not that type of person. It like upsets me to think about. I was not myself. I would walk around the office at my new job, so quiet, so shy, just a dimmed version of myself. Um, And people literally, like now I'm friends with these people and I know in retrospect That they were worried about me. They thought I was going to move back. They thought I was going to quit. Like, I was not a happy camper. I was not the Jess that you guys would expect me to be and that you know now. And a lot of that was because this breakup was kind of imminent in those first couple months when I moved here. It just felt like things were off in that relationship. And once the breakup happened, obviously, I was still very sad, but... I was kind of able to like have something click where I was like, okay, at least now I know, at least now there's clarity and I'm still in this city and I have to make it work. Like I chose to move here. I am an autonomous person. I ended up here. There's a reason. Now I have clarity on this thing that's been making me anxious and I can move forward finally. So what did I do? Um... I think it started with just having that better attitude. Like I had to look at myself and be like, hey, you're being a bitch. You're being a Debbie Downer. You're being just the worst to be around. (laughs) You got to get it together. You have to pretend, at least pretend that you want to do things, pretend that you want to meet people. Just pretend, fake it till you make it. And so that's what I told myself at the very beginning. I was like, Say yes to that thing that your coworker invited you to after work, even though you'd much rather go home and feel sorry for yourself. Um, Look for events and invite them to an event next time. The types of events I'm talking about are like comedy shows or workout classes or a wine tasting, beer tasting, like bars that have something cool about them, um, like pop-up events around the city or checking out some exhibit there's so many things to do obviously I don't need to like list what happens in cities for you but 
you know, find something that you want to go to and invite a coworker that you think would be cool or invite your neighbor who you chatted to that one time. I don't know. Or just go by yourself. There were a lot of events that I started hearing about and maybe I was a little too shy still and like in my shell still to invite a coworker or invite a neighbor. And I would just say, I'm going to go by myself and I would give myself an out. I'd be like, I'll go. I will spend 40 minutes there. And if I'm not having fun after 40 minutes, I will leave. But at least I got myself out there for 40 minutes. And usually I would stay. That's a lot of my trick for putting myself out there in any situation, whether it's, you know, going out and socializing by myself or moving to a new city in the first place and like realizing, oh shoot, I kind of wish I never moved here. I kind of want to be back home. Give yourself an out. Like give yourself a time frame. I'll stay at this event for 40 minutes. I'll stay in this city for six months. Whatever it needs to look like. And really commit in that time frame that you give yourself. Because you know, it's it's easier to do because you know it's going to come to an end. You're like, okay, fine. I can put on a happy face for 40 minutes. Okay, I can try my best to enjoy this city for six months. And then at the end of that time, you'll probably surprise yourself. But giving myself an out is a really big trick that I have in my back pocket for a lot of this type of putting yourself out there stuff. And I feel like that's a lot of what people write in and ask me about. So hopefully that's a helpful trick. Yeah, so I just started to say yes to things, started to go to things by myself and started to be a cool person to be around, (laughs) you know, which is really who I am. But I had lost so much of that and I needed to get it back. So it was like, okay, I know I'm fun. I know I'm cool. I know I'm kind. But none of these people who just met me now that I've moved to the city and started this job know that about me. They think that I'm the worst. So let me prove them wrong and prove me right. You know, remind myself who I really am. And so start acting like that person again. You might not know everything that you're doing. You might not know where to go in this city, but you just have to fake it. You just have to pretend. You just have to act like the person that you want to be or that you used to be. Um, I think that's really a lot of how I did this type of thing. It's like dress for the job you want, not the job you have. It's kind of that mentality, but applied to other stuff. Act like the cool Chicago girl that knows the fun spots to go to. Just act like it. How did that girl figure out where to go? At one point, she was doing the research. She was putting herself out there. She was trying new things. So do those things and you can become that girl, you know? Um, That's really my best advice for someone who's in this situation. You'll be amazed how quickly it starts to take shape and you start to see change in kind of like first your environment, just the places you go and the things that you're doing. That starts to change because you're no longer just in your room being sad all the time. You're now at this boxing class maybe you're still sad deep down you're at this boxing class being sad but the environment's different and then the next thing that starts to change is the people okay you go from facetiming your mom and crying every day (laughs) thanks mom facetiming your best friends from home 
and like just wishing you were with them every day to now I'm at this thing with this new person that I met. Is this new person that you met going to be as close to you as your mom and your best friends? Maybe not, but the circumstance changed. You're putting yourself into a new circumstance. You're trying it. You're trying it. How did you become friends with your existing best friends? You tried it. And then finally, it, it like works its way in. So environment changes, then people you're surrounded by change, and then you start to actually change. And you start to feel the impact of putting yourself in those situations, putting yourself out there. And you're a different person in a way. Whether that person is closer to who you were before you moved, before the breakup, before whatever it was. Um, Or whether it's a person that you've never met before, but like it's probably more you than you've ever been before. Or at least it's closer to figuring out what you are and who you are because even if you don't like boxing, okay, you tried it and now you know you don't like it, on to the next thing, as opposed to just like not even knowing what you like and who you are as a result of that because you didn't try, you didn't try to change the environment, you didn't try to change the people. This is very abstract, but so goes Jess' thoughts. Um Yeah, so that's been my experience. It took about six months, I would say, from when I moved to Chicago to feel okay, to feel like, yeah, it's not so bad here. Yeah, I've met some cool people. Yeah, I've started to know the things I want to do and where to order from on DoorDash. Oh my gosh, I remember literally like the first night that I was in Chicago I didn't have groceries yet. I had just moved into my new place and I went on DoorDash to order dinner. And the feeling of complete feeling so lost and like lonely was so exemplified in my looking at DoorDash in a new city and not knowing what the fuck to order myself for dinner. I I remember having a breakdown. I called my mom and was like, I don't know what to get. She was like, I'm sure there's chains there that we have here. Look up Shake Shack, like get a grip. But (laughs) it was jarring. It was jarring. So I went from that person to, okay, now I know where I, where my go-to spots are on DoorDash to maybe six months after that. So a full year in Chicago, being a person that like, knows all the wrecks, knows all the spots to go to, knows all the coolest comedy shows, to now four years later in Chicago, I mean, that's like my gift. I love recommending stuff to do here to other people. Um, A listener actually DM'd me and said that I should put up a uh, story highlight on my Instagram that's like favorite Chicago spots, which I really love that idea. I'm a big... um, I pin places on Google Maps and then add them to lists in all the cities I go to. So I have one for Chicago, obviously, but I also have them for places I visited. I have one for D.C. I have one for L.A. Um, I have some that are abroad and I like to pin like best restaurants and bars I've been to, like comedy clubs that I like, parks to go to and just like make that a hobby. You can make that a hobby if you are in a new city Make it a point to like go to a new place once a week and pin it on your list. And you can have a little like 
map that recollects all of where you've been. And then you can share it with other people. It's a really good way to make friends. You can share that list with a coworker who says like, oh, I don't really know where to grab dinner this weekend with my parents. Oh, let me send you my list for the city, my Google list. It's super easy. You just send them a link and then they'll follow up with you the next week and be like, oh, we went to that place. It was great. And now you have a friend. Get creative. You can do it. You can do it. You got to pretend that you're that person. Oh, this kind of reminds me that I wanted to quickly mention the John Mayer concert that I just went to. Um, I went alone. I mentioned it in a previous episode and I was talking about it on Instagram. It was my 10th time seeing him live. I've been seeing him live since 2007 (laughs) when I was in high school. And it was my first time going alone, although I do like to go to things alone. It was just beautiful. It was just a great show and a great experience. And I'm so glad I went alone. No regrets. It was like the best way to experience this concert for me. I ended up sitting next to a girl who was also there alone. So that was even better. Like she was already seated by the time I got there and I just felt comfortable and seen and safe, (laughs) weirdly enough, um, because she was next to me and we were both like having this spiritual experience. Of course, the people on my other side were being a pain in the ass because, okay, let me back up. Maybe there is stuff to say. This is the hater content that you wanted. Um, The people behind me, there were like two couples behind me. They came separately, but they introduced themselves and started talking during the show. That's fine. That's cute. We like friendship. But they're both couples were drinking quite a bit and they were just really loud. And they were like, your body is a wonderland, John Mayer fans, but not really like wheel John Mayer fans. If you know, you know. And I said wheel, not real. (laughs) My favorite John Mayer song is called Wheel. But they weren't real John Mayer fans either. You're not a real fan if the only song you know is Your Body is Wonderland and Gravity and Daughters. Anyway, they were those type of fans and they were just there for a good time. And hey, it's a concert. It's public. You paid. I'll allow it. But I'm here having a spiritual experience with this girl who's also having a spiritual experience. It was just annoying. And then one of the couples started fighting. I mean... God bless when you're in a healthy relationship or when you're single. I felt this way a lot when I was single um, and out of a toxic relationship where I'd see couples around town fighting and be like, I am so glad I'm not you. Like at bars, especially in places where drinking's happening, you know, I kind of (laughs) don't hate seeing that because it makes me feel grateful for where I am. But it was distracting and disruptive during my spiritual experience. Then the two seats next to me were open for like 70% of the concert. He has like five songs left and these two women roll up to their seats finally. These were expensive seats, club level, front row, second floor. I paid a lot. That's part of the reason I went alone too because I was like, I'm not going to ask friends to pay this much. And these ladies showed up like 70% of the way through. It was so bizarre. And they're watching the March Madness game on their phone the whole time and like yelling and screaming and cheering for the game. It's a different cadence than the yelling and cheering for John. So it was really disruptive. Um, I picked up on the fact that maybe they were related to somebody who was playing in the women's basketball game. So, okay, great. Be supportive. But like, just resell your concert tickets and don't show up. If you're going to show up for only the last five songs and be watching basketball the whole time. So... Those are my complaints. Those aren't petty complaints. Those are real deep complaints (laughs) about the things that took away from my experience. But no, it was 
it was a really great experience. Um, the other thing that made me really excited about it, and this is how you know I'm in my 30s now, I bought a parking pass for the United Center, which is the big stadium in Chicago where like major artists come through and tour and it's where the Bulls play. Um, I bought a parking pass for the concert because I thought it would be easier than trying to get an Uber afterwards and best decision of my life in and out so easily. I felt like such a grown up. I literally got home in 10 minutes. I don't know. The parking situation was like one of the most exciting parts. That's not true. That really detracts from like how much I enjoyed the actual show. (laughs) But it was huge that the parking worked out for me that way. I just wanted to share. I don't know the simple things. I'm talking a lot about my car today. Car problems. Whoa, it's already been a while. This is how long I wanted to plan the episode would be about 25 minutes. But maybe there's more to say. Okay. I do just have a quick thing to close the loop on. A few episodes ago, I mentioned that there's this thing I saw on TikTok where you can cut a Ziploc bag in half and it creates a new seam where you cut it and now you have two smaller Ziploc bags. (laughs) I get a call from my sister after this episode goes up and she's like, Jessica, you know that the knife has to be hot for that to work, right? And I was like, oh, I was like, first of all, I knew it had to be a knife, but I didn't even say that on the podcast. I just said, cut it. So Caroline sent me a picture of herself cutting it with scissors. And she's like, yeah, this didn't work. (laughs) It's a knife. And they don't say this on those TikToks. They don't give you the inside scoop, but it has to be hot. How do you heat the knife? That's not something that I've explored. But I did want to circle back and say, if you've been haunted by this (laughs) Caroline I'm speaking to you haunted um if this is what's been keeping you up at night it's a hot knife okay what else do I have to say okay I think I'll I'll close with a little bit of like how I'm feeling lately um with the podcast and a story that has to do with that so it's so rewarding to feel like I'm putting my energy into something that returns back to me. The reason that Wheel is my favorite John Mayer song is mostly because of this lyric that it ends on. He sings this round where the lyric is, I believe that my life's going to see the love I give return to me. And that just feels relevant here. Like the work and energy and love that I put into this podcast and like what Caroline and I are building feels very much like it comes back to me. It feels right and it feels flowing and it feels like that that love, the investment, the input, the personal parts of myself that go into this and the time spent on it, it feels like it's coming back to me. I've never had this feeling before of like being up till 1am working on something and perfecting it and feeling good about that. Or at least it's been a very long time since I felt that. The, the only other time that I can kind of recollect is when I was in an acapella group in college. And one semester, I decided that we really needed to produce a song in a recording studio and like make it available on online, recorded professionally, quote unquote, as opposed to just like having our live concerts. Because a lot of the other um, groups on campus 
had bigger budgets than we did and were doing stuff like that. They were they were producing whole albums. And I took it upon myself to teach myself how to use music editing software, teach myself how to use the equipment in our recording studio at school that students could rent out. I would spend late nights in the recording studio editing for no reason. Like there was no reason. No one asked me to do this. I don't know. Now it's on YouTube, but like, okay, it has like a couple hundred views probably. But it was just like something that mattered to me and mattered to the group of people that I was so invested in at the time and like mattered to that creative outlet that I had and that sense of connection and community that I had. And so staying up late, working on it didn't feel like work. It felt like I'm in my flow and I this is like exactly where I should be and exactly where I want to be. And I haven't had that feeling since then until now. I was up late last night editing a YouTube video for Not For Everyone and teaching myself how to use Final Cut Pro and layering different elements on the video, stuff that Caroline does all the time. But because she's on vacation, I was figuring it out and I really wanted to like take that off her plate. And it just felt good to stay up late doing it. I didn't even think twice and I looked up at the clock and it was one and I was like, oh, okay, I got to go to bed. But I felt in a flow. And I think that's like the biggest gift that this podcast is giving me right now. And it's something that I'm really grateful for because it's something I've been chasing for a long time. So yeah, I just wanted to share that. I guess that's a good final note this week because it's just a solo episode and because Caroline's on vacation on YouTube, which we just launched last week. So if you have not gone and followed us on YouTube yet, we have the exact same handle that we do on Instagram. It's at not the number four, everyone pod. We posted our full video of the episode last week, and this week we're posting an old episode video. So it's going to be episode 14, not for the cult of Harry Styles. That was a really fun episode that we got a lot of engagement on. So I hope you'll go watch it in the meantime until Caroline gets back and we have a longer audio episode for you and a new video for you next week. Find us on Instagram. Find me. I'm at Jay-Z DeBakey on Instagram. And... I'll talk to you real soon. Uh, I miss my giggly companion. Okay, bye. Somebody did write in and say, keep it light, keep it funny. I just went pretty heavy. But it's only, whatever, it's 15 minutes. You can handle it. I did a funny bit at the beginning. Okay.